A 65-year-old man presented to ED with a six-hour history of interscapular pain, urinary retention, and mild bilateral leg weakness. On further questioning, he revealed that he had felt unwell for six weeks and had lost three kilograms in the past month. On exam, he had a distended bladder, signs of corticospinal dysfunction in both legs and decreased sensation to the level of his ribcage and reduced vibration sensation below his iliac crest. What is your provisional and differential diagnosis? So given the focal neurological symptoms, as well as the constitutional symptoms, um, my provisional would be a metastatic cancer to the vertebral column, most likely prostate cancer. My differentials would include other sources of malignancy, such as um, lung colorectal cancer, renal cancer, thyroid follicular cancer or melanoma um, or multiple myeloma. Other causes of spinal cord compression include musculoskeletal causes like spinal cord prolapse um, or vertebral disc herniation, um, spinal stenosis secondary to osteoarthritis um, or a vertebral fracture. It could also be an infective cause like osteomyelitis or tuberculosis with vertebral involvement um, or it could be a metabolic disease of the bone namely Paget's disease the cause could also be vascular so it could be um, from a stroke or from brain metastases um, and other causes of urinary retention include BPH and infectious causes like prostatitis so what investigations would you order so given that there are signs of spinal cord compression, um, first line investigation would be a myelogram. Um, so that's using um, IV contrast to visualize the spinal cord. And in terms of um, finding the primary, um, you could do a pelvic CT or an abdo chest abdo pelvis CT scan. Um, in terms of prostate cancer, diagnostically, um, you can do a transrectal ultrasound with a biopsy. Ancillary investigations would include um, a urinalysis at the bedside, bloods, full blood count, um, CMP, EUC, LFTs, and a PSA. Um, and then imaging... Um, Again, you can do a bone scan to stage or a chest x-ray, CT, abdopelvis for staging um, or potentially, an, potentially a spinal MRI to look for any soft tissue damage. So what methods are used by pathologists to identify the primary source? So pathologists um, use immunohistochemistry to determine the um, origin of the cancer. So from a biopsy of the tumour, um, they would use immunoperoxidase staining techniques to identify antigens. For example, in prostate cancer, they would be checking for PSA, and they'd also be doing histological examination to grade the cancer. So in prostate cancer, the Gleason score is used um, to grade, and that helps determine prognosis. Okay, so discuss the public health perspective on PSA screening. How would you describe the risks and benefits to the patient? So PSA is an antigen um, 
it's a prostate-specific antigen, which is an enzyme produced by the prostate gland epithelial cells. Um, it, it's raised in many conditions other than prostate cancer, including BPH, prostatitis, um, from trauma, um, 24 hours post-ejaculation, and also post-traumatic catheterization. So it's um, quite non-specific, and there are also... Um, there's debate as to what constitutes a normal PSA. So in terms of the benefits of PSA for screening, um, it could tell the patient, give the patient early diagnosis and early treatment and therefore prevent um, morbidity and mortality. A low PSH may, may also, PSA may also provide some reassurance for a concerned patient um, and it may detect asymptomatic prostate cancer early. However, the risks, um, so that includes that the fact that it's non-specific, so it's elevated in conditions other than prostate cancer, and it may lead to unnecessary invasive investigations. Um, also, given that a large proportion of prostate cancer is non-aggressive, it may lead to over-treatment, and there are several sort of adverse effects from treatment including urinary incontinence and impotence um, and further hospitalizations um, so those are the main risks and that's why it's not used um, as a screening tool unless the patient has a family history or if they're symptomatic um, or if they're aged between 55 and 69 and they're informed of the risks and benefits but otherwise um, otherwise it's, it's not used as a screening tool so the patient was diagnosed with prostate cancer um, and given anti-androgen therapy. Three months later, he presented complaining of increasing difficulty with urination, lack of energy and malaise. What problem has developed and what is the most likely cause? So given these symptoms, it's like that he's had a post-renal AKI. Um, so that's due to obstruction of the um the urinary tract by the prostate tumor itself um, and that leads to a urinary retention and that backs up into the kidney leading to hydronephrosis um, and that leads to elevated urea and creatinine as the kidneys GFR reduces um, and they can't excrete its waste products. Um, so this reduc reduction in kidney function will lead to hyperkalemia and hyponatremia since the um, proton pump in the DCT is impaired by hydronephrosis um, and um, obstruction can also lead to renal tubular acidosis. Um, so in conclusion this is urinary tract obstruction secondary to infiltration of the base of the bladder by the prostate tumour. So what is the spread of prostate carcinoma to the vertebral column? What other organs may be affected by this disease? So, um, modes of spread, it can spread locally and directly spread um, to the urinary tract. So it can cause urinary obstruction um, if it um, obstructs the ureters or the urethra. It can also um, spread to the seminal, seminal vesicles um, or to the rectum or bladder, which is less common. Um, it can also lymphatically spread to the obturator nodes, which then um, spread to the common iliac nodes and the paraaortic nodes. 
hematogenously it spreads through its venous plexus um, so there's the prostatic venous plexus which drains the prostate and that in communicates with the vesical plexus and the um, pudendal plexus these all drain into the vertebral venous plexus um, at the vertebral column um, so this cancer can spread via this route um, to the vertebral column leading to um, bony metastasis in the spine. Okay, so discuss the anatomy of the prostate, including its um, relations, its divisions, its blood supply and nerve supply. So the prostate is a walnut-sized organ located um, posteriorly to the pubic symphysis. Um, it's located anterior to the rectum and inferior to the base of the neck of the bladder and it's located superiorly to the bulb of the penis it's supported by the puboprostatic ligaments and the external urethral sphincter and perineal membranes inferiorly so the prostate um, has four divisions it has its anterior fibromuscular stroma which makes up um less than 5% of prostate cancers and that's because it's devoid of glandular components so it's only made up of fibrous tissue and muscle. Um, the peripheral zone is where the majority of prostate um, cancers originate and it also makes up the majority of the organ itself. It's the subcapsular portion of the posterior aspect and it surrounds the distal urethra. The central zone makes up um, 25% of prostate cancer and that's generally a more aggressive cancer and this central zone surrounds the ejaculatory ducts and fourthly the transitional zone which makes up about 10 to 20% of prostatic cancers um, it surrounds the distal pre-prostatic urethra and it's responsible for benign prostatic hypertrophy um, because this region grows throughout life so the um, blood supply, um, so it's supplied by the internal iliac artery, which branches off into the inferior vesicle artery and the superior vesicle artery. The inferior vesicle artery um, supplies most of the prostate as well as the base of the bladder and the distal ureters. The superior vesicle artery um, supplies the seminal vesicles and ductus deferens. In terms of nerve innervation, um, so the acini of the prostate gland receive parasympathetic innervation from the pelvic splanchnic nerves um, of S2 to S4, and the muscles of the prostate receive sympathetic innervation from the inferior hypogastric plexus from S2 to S4. Okay, so what is the treatment of prostate cancer? So treatment depends on the patient's stage. If it's localised and they're at low risk, um, you can use conservative um, treatment, which is active surveillance. Um, and depending on patient preference, there's also definitive local treatment with radiotherapy or potentially a radical prostatectomy, although these have adverse effects. Um, if they're at high risk of, um, of spread, then... Um, definitive local therapy so radiotherapy and ra radical prostatectomy would be undertaken um, 
as well as potentially androgen deprivation therapy as well. Um, if there's metastatic disease, um, generally a prostatectomy won't be done, but they'll be palliated, giving chemotherapy and long-term androgen deprivation therapy as well as radiotherapy. Um, and of course, in addition to that, pain management if there's associated pain. So what is the likely cause of death in this patient? So um, it could be due to metastatic spread of the disease, um, potentially to the lungs, leading to um, PE or pneumonia, um, or to the brain, leading to brain metastasis and potentially um, herniation syndrome and cardiorespiratory arrest. Um, it could also lead to spinal cord compression, um, DIC, um, as well the local effects, so spread to the kidneys can lead to um, AKI, potentially CKD, and lead to coma and cardiac arrhythmias, um, as well as predisposed to infections like pyelonephritis and lead to septicemia.